everybody, and welcome to another edition of The AK Show with your boy, AK The Ref. How is everybody doing on this Wednesday afternoon? Oh, everybody's having a fabulous week so far. Happy Hump Day. You are almost to the weekend. Yes, you are. Let's let's give it up for being almost to the weekend. Yes, Oh, my man. I hope everybody's feeling as good as I am. Are you feeling as good as I am today? I'm feeling excellent this whole week, all of next week. All the way up until February 11th, I would be stressed the fuck out. My nerves will be on edge. I will heart be beating and waiting all day for this game because you know the Chiefs are once again in the Super Bowl. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's give it up one time for the Chiefs. Four and five years. Back to back. Going again this year. They went last year and won. Now they have an opportunity to be back to back champs. And that's something that hasn't been done in, I think, over like 20 years, 26 years, I think. But uh, we got a rematch from Super Bowl 54. So it's going to be exciting. It's Listen, if you're trying to hype up the rematch, these teams are not the same. Like, I think there's only, there's only like, five people on the Chiefs team, like, player-wise, that was on the team at that Super Bowl. I just Jones, Mahomes, Kelsey. Uh, was it Bucker? And uh, the long snapper. And then on the other side, I th- think it was just Kittle. Did you have? Did they have Debo Samuel? I don't. Yeah, they had Debo Samuel. See, it's like this is this is two completely different teams, completely different mashup. Uh, Bosa was on the team. Bosa, yeah, Bosa was on the team, and uh, so I feel the same, but it's not the same. So, like, if you're trying to play up the whole hype of the rematch for the Super Bowl, it ain't it. It ain't it. Yeah, it's four years apart, and you know, Super Bowl Fifty Four, the Super Bowl Fifty Eight, but uh, it's a clash. You know, it's I, – I won't say it's, like, the two best teams. I mean, I always believe in my Chiefs. But I, I'm always going to think they're the best team out there. Even though they may not be playing like it, but I'm always going to think that. But, uh, I mean, really, the best team leading up until last week's AFC Championship game was probably the Ravens because they, they smoked the 49ers in the regular season and things like They smoked all those teams, but – Playoff football is different. Playoff football, you got to play your A game, and then it don't matter what you do in the regular season. But I'm very excited. Uh, I just, I just want this. I, I want this dub. Like, I want the Chiefs to get this dub. I want them to be back to back champions. I want to have another parade because those parades are fucking fun. Uh, let's go, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready for February 11th to get here. But uh, other than that, man, uh, I've been tired. Fucking. I've been coaching basketball, middle school basketball. And when we have games, it's a long because we have three teams with the A team, the B team, and the C team. So the game starting at five. And then first game, and then second game, and then third game. And then over to like 8.30. Those are long days. And we have a game today at five, and then we have one tomorrow. So last week was back-to-back games. This week is back-to-back games. But uh, it is what it is. I'm enjoying it so far. It's my second year coaching. Middle school basketball. Got to coach it first year last year. Had a good time. Awesome. Yeah, some great kids. Great kids to coach. 
So it, it, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. You know, we got to get that dub today in all three levels. Yeah, so we have like, we have three teams, A team, B team, or we call them A1, A2, and A3. But the A1 team is the only team that can like play in the tournament for the championship at the end of the season. And middle school basketball is like like two months. I mean, the, the regular season is over like February 15th, something like that. I think February 17th, and then like championship, uh, the tournament starts to play, but only the A1 or however you want to, we call it A1, A2, A3. Only the A1 team is the only team that plays. So like for the tournament and championship, so like the B and the C team or A2, A3 is kind of something like what varsity, I mean, what freshman in high school would be or a sophomore team or a JV team, but like varsity is the only team that plays in a tournament for state. So it's the same way in middle school basketball. The A team is the only one that plays in the tournament. They're like the varsity team. That's the varsity squad. That's how I put it. But uh yeah, I'm excited. Right now the A the A one team is one and one. So but uh we get to that tournament. I think they can win it. I think they can win it. But uh I'm ready. I got a game today. I'm hyped. We got a, we got a new episode of the AK show today. You know I hope everybody enjoyed the video version of this. You know, I might get comfortable at times and hold a pillow and just get comfortable and talk, you know, because I just want this to be chill. I don't want this to be too serious, you know. Yeah, we have to have a good time. But what we got on today, I do want to go over both conference championship games. And last Saturday was the Royal Rumble. I do want to get into that. But uh, we're going to start first with the NFC championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. Now, that game was second. So I didn't really watch the first half, per se. I kind of kept tabs on it because we, the Chiefs had game one at the 2 o'clock time period, central time. And after that game was over, like, I wanted to go to the store and buy, you know, AFC championship shirt, hat, but we we went kind of just driving around. So I didn't really see that much of the first half. I just knew that, like, oh, I was keeping tabs on it. I was like, oh, Detroit getting up. Detroit getting up is like 7 nothing. It was like 14-7. And it was like 21-7. And 24-7.5. I was like, oh, Detroit looking like it might do damage. And here's the thing. Like, I hate... When my team gets a big lead before halftime, I, I just don't like it because it just never ends well. Like, it's like you get this big lead before half, you come out the second half, and then it's like you're you're playing conservative or – it always happens, though. Like, you get this big lead. Like, they're up 17 and a half. Like, that, that's a big lead going into halftime because there's only two more quarters to play. And – I don't know what it is. Maybe to serve a play call. Maybe the players don't go out there. I I don't know what it is about having a big lead at halftime, like seventeen or more points. But they come out and it's like you didn't do anything and you didn't score again until you got that touchdown in the fourth quarter. Like you you didn't you can't score one point in the in the second half. I don't know if it was like conservative play calling, but I, w- I want to get into this. So, like I said, I didn't see the first half, so I'm just going to sh- 
skip straight to the second half. So they're up 24-7 at half, right? Lions got to feel good, you know? I feel like Coach – I feel like he's he been coaching good, aggressive all season. They stayed aggressive, right? So I don't know if you ever heard, but I've heard it too, and I kind of agree that football, a football game, comes down to about four or five, maybe six, six important plays. You know, we'll, we'll go four to six important plays. I really like maybe that four or five, but we'll go between four to six important plays of a football game to determine the outcome of the game. Right, the the important important plays, right? So Detroit is aggressive. They've been aggressive all season, right? The coach, he's been aggressive. This is how they're gonna play. This is how they're gonna do their thing, right? So they get a fourth down, right? They decide not to kick the field goal. They've been aggressive all season, so it's not new. They go for it. They don't get it, right? I mean, 49ers are able to capitalize. You know, they start chipping away at the score, right? Because you still got two quarters. You still got plenty of time. It's not like you're down 17 in the fourth. You, you still have a whole nother, no, a whole nother half to play. And there's always – I've always heard it takes four quarters to win a football game. You know, you know, I'm, I, I go to Chiefs games. I'm a season ticket holder. And there's always a crew next to us in our old seats that would always say it takes four quarters to win a football game. I say that every game. Every game, whether we're up, down, I don't care what the score is. It it literally takes four quarters to win a football game. Sometimes five if you gotta go into overtime. But you are you I think you always have to have that mentality. Even at the players should have that mentality. The coaches should have that mentality that it takes a full four quarters to win a football game. And sometimes I think fans should have that mentality too, because it don't matter if you're up. We saw Tom Brady come back with like twenty eight down. 24 down in, in the second half of a Super Bowl, it takes four quarters to win a football game, no matter how much you're up. Now, if you're up like 20, 20, 17 to 20 points in the beginning of the fourth quarter, yeah, you got some wiggle room, but play all four quarters. So, like I said, they, they went for it on the fourth down. They didn't get it, right? So, you didn't get that. You didn't take the points. Your, your, your turnover on downs. And before that drive, San Francisco got a field goal. I'm looking on my, my phone and the, the scoring drives. They go nine plays, 50 yards. They, they get a field goal. So now it's 24-10. Cut, they cut the lead to 14, right? You go eight plays. Detroit goes eight plays, 47 yards. Turnover and downs, right? You know, he passed it incomplete, short left, fourth and two, didn't get it. Next possession, San Francisco scores. Now 17-24, now seven-point game, that quick, that quickly, that quickly in the third. They cut it to seven points in the third. This is why it takes all four quarters to uh, to win a football game. And this, this was the drive where I think the momentum shifted. Because if they maybe don't complete the deep pass, who knows how the rest of the game goes. But that's the one where uh, Purdy threw it deep down the middle to Ayuk. And the coverage was great. Purdy overthrew Ayuk. And it bounced off the guy's face mask. He could have intercepted it. It bounced off him. Ayuk caught it. Got down at the... Uh, about the... Uh, yeah, he caught it 51 yards. He got down to the four. 
And two plays later, they scored. Right? They scored. Scored a touchdown. No, they yeah, it, no, they didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, they scored a touchdown. Yeah, this is where they cut the lead to seven. On this drive, they cut it to seven because of the ball came, hit the Detroit defender off the face mask as he was going down trying to catch it. Ayuk was right there to catch it. And they got down to the four, and then they scored. Now it's to a seven-point lead. So, like, I was saying, like, there's, like, the four to six plays that determine the outcome of the game. That's one of them. The other one was the Detroit going for it on the first fourth down, not getting it. So that were two plays right now that have so far 49ers have been the beneficiary of those two plays. So now they cut the lead down to seven, 24-7. Next possession, uh, they fumble, Detroit. That's another play. That's the third play. Momentum shifting. 49ers get a touchdown, tie ball game. We're still in the third quarter, tie ball game. About three minutes left. Next possession, punt. San Francisco, 11 plays, seven minutes. Field goal. 27-24. The game is still there for Detroit. We're not even out of the third quarter yet. The game is still there for Detroit, right? I mean, they go into the fourth quarter with that 11-minute drive. We get to it again. Six plays, 45 yards. They go for it on fourth and three. Don't get it. That's another one of those plays. So you have the the fourth down early in the third, turnover on downs. The big completion for the 49ers. The fumble, that's three. And now this play right here, going forward on fourth down. That's four plays that have gone all to the 49ers. And like I said, if you're, if it takes, if it's like four to six plays throughout the entire game that, you have to make, they've made four of them already, right? So they didn't take the points. Next possession, San Francisco scores touchdown. Seven plays, 70 yards. Now we're they're 10 points down, right? Here's where it gets interesting. The, the last possession of the Detroit Lions. They go 11 plays. They still have all three timeouts. So when they start this drive, there's three minutes and two seconds left. They got three timeouts, right? The goal is score a touchdown. Don't use any timeouts. Score a touchdown as quick as you can. Don't use any timeouts. Score a touchdown. Kick the onside. You don't get it. You still got three timeouts. You make three stops. Get the ball back. Yeah, you won't have no timeouts left, but at least you got a shot to try to tie the game with, with the field goal. Here's how they get they, – they're, they're moving the ball, right? It, it took a lot of time, but they're moving the ball, right? They get to the nine-yard line. They still got a minute 16 left. Haven't used any of their timeouts. So I was watching this. I was watching. I was like, I was rooting for Detroit. I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for Detroit. I wanted the Chiefs in Detroit. I think that would have been cool for it to be. That was the first game of the regular season, and this is how it ends. That, that would have been dope. And then you had Taylor Swift, Eminem, you know, Taylor Swift with the Chiefs and Eminem with Detroit. But uh, that would have been cool to watch. But they get to it. They get to the – to the uh, to the nine yard line, first and goal. A minute sixteen left. 
They're doing no huddle. They're, they're doing good. You know, passes the ball. Uh, you get the first and nine, short pass left. Now they're second and one at the one. Second and one at the one, about a minute, 10 left. Throws it incomplete, right? Clock stops. Still got all three timeouts. Can anybody please explain to me why the Detroit Lions thought it was a smart idea to run the ball on third and one at the goal line when you have three timeouts? Why? See, so I'm expecting, oh, they're going to run a pass play, right? They're going to run a pass play because if they don't get it on third, they just kick a field goal on fourth. Kick the onside, seven point game, right? You you kick the onside, you kick the field goal, right? So here's my logic. Here's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, it's third and goal on the one. They got to score. They can't get a first down, right? You don't want to take a sack. Shotgun, whatever you want to play action, maybe think you're going to run the ball, maybe make them think you're going to run the ball, play action, look for somebody if nobody's there, throw it away. Save a little bit of time. Kick the field goal, right? Still got all three timeouts. Just under a minute left. We got it. Kick the onside. You don't get it. Cool. You still got three timeouts. You got a chance. You got to make a stop, but you got a chance. You get the onside kick. Cool. You got three timeouts to go down and score a touchdown. Tie the ball game. And this is why I just feel bad for Detroit fans. You're at this position. You shouldn't even have been in this position to begin with. Because if you just go back and on one of those fourth downs you went for, it just kicked the field goal, maybe that puts it far out of reach to where maybe San Francisco makes a bad mistake. It's trying to press and urgency sets in and they just crumble. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if you just kicked the field goal on both fourth downs, as, at that point, when you went for it on the first fourth down, let me go back and look at that. At the first fourth down, right? You went for it. You were up 24-10. You kicked the field goal. It's 27-10, right? Let's say the same thing goes. Now it's 27-17. They fumble. They get a touchdown. Now it's 27-24. You kicked the field goal. Okay, San Francisco would have tied it, but you kick it again. Now you're looking at like 30 to 27. Let's say they do go down and score a touchdown. Whatever. Let's say you kick, I mean, maybe if you kick the field on that first one, it kind of changes the momentum of the game. And it keeps it in your favor. Now it's like, oh, fuck, now it's 27-10. Now it's back to a 17-point game. Or where was it? Yeah, because at this point it was 24-10. Now it's a 14 point game. You kick it to field goal, it's 27 10. Now, no, yeah. 27 10. You're back to a, uh, you're at a 17 point. You do 27 10. I cannot do math right now, but you, you see where I'm going with this. You kick the field goal, you go up 27 10, right? You go up 27 to 10. That's a, yeah, back to 17 point game now at that point. So, yeah, they, they cut it to 14, and you just push it right back up to 17 again. Now maybe that brings their confidence level down, and maybe that keeps the momentum in your favor. Maybe you on the next fourth down you have, you still go for it, try to put the game away even more. Or maybe you just kick that field goal. You go more, another three points, and it keeps putting it out of reach. 
they keep catching up, you keep putting out of reach, right? But uh, going back to, to the third and one, why why you run the ball? I was I was flabbergasted of why they ran the ball. And then I'm thinking, oh, they're going to use a timeout. Why? Just run the field goal team off. At that point, you might as well just, if you were going to call a run and not get it, you might as well just call the run and be like, hey, field goal team, get ready. We're going to call a run here. If they don't get it, you're rushing out there kicking the field goal. They had to waste the timeout. They went for it on fourth down. They got the touchdown, got the extra point. But now it's like the onside kick recovering is a must because now you only got two timeouts. See, that's where, and that was, the, that was like the fifth play. There was another play in the game where Brock Purdy made a play where he got out of a sack and then scrambled. That was one of those plays. So, like, there's your five to six, you know, your four to six plays that all went in the favor of the 49ers. And hence, who won the game? The 49ers. When it was time to make the plays that had to be made, who made the plays? San Francisco 49ers. And that is why they are in the Super Bowl in Detroit sitting at home thinking, like, what could we have done different? Well, I tell you what you could have done different. On one of those fourth downs, the first one, she just took the points. I get you want to be you want to be your team. I probably say on the second fourth down. The first one, you didn't get. Cool. I get it. You've been like that all season. Second one, you should be like, you know what? Let's take the points. Puts them up again. Puts the score up. If it gives you three points, maybe that puts a little bit more pressure on the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe that gets them to make a mistake. But you, you didn't put no pressure on the 49ers. They just kept going and going. You gave them two extra possessions with no points on the board. Actually, three because you, you got a fumble. You gave them three extra possessions without points. You didn't score again until you got that touchdown. When they're already up 34 to 24. Thir I mean, 30, yeah, 34 to 24. That was the next time you scored. Was that touchdown? When you ran the ball on third and one, it got stopped. How to use a timeout, then you went through it on fourth and goal. You got the touchdown, but bad management, just bad coaching at that point. And like I said, like, it was the plays, the, the five to six plays that, needed to be made was made all by the 49ers. And like I said, that's why they're going to the Super Bowl. But uh, I feel bad for Detroit because they, they had it right there. Had it right there. Just sometimes take the points. It's it's okay to be aggressive at times, but maybe dial it back and be like, you know what? Let's take the points. Out. Like the first one, the first fourth down. You go for it, you don't it. Cool. You get the opportunity again. Take the points. Maybe it changes the complexity of the game. Maybe it keeps the momentum in your favor. Maybe it puts more pressure on the 49ers. Maybe they make a mistake. And maybe you're able to take advantage. But they took advantage of you. Two turnover and downs and a fumble. And you didn't score again until a minute something left in the fourth quarter. When you were up 24 to 7. A half. It's mind boggling. Oh. And every time I'm like watch a Chiefs game and I see like they should go for it on fourth down, I'm like, go for it. But Andy Reid's like, no, we'll punt or take the points. And he did go for it on, on a fourth down. I was surprised. Oh, I'm going for it. I, in certain situations, like they went for it down there. They didn't get it. Cool. I can live with that. I don't mind that. 
But then the next time, like, if Andy Reid don't get a fourth down, like, he's going to kick it the next time if he, he take the points, right? But, uh, yeah, but uh, you got to get credit San Francisco. I mean, Brock Purdy didn't play that great in the first half, but he came back in the back-to-back weeks. Didn't play good in the first half. Came back in the second half, made the plays he needed to make. And he's in the Super Bowl. And they probably would have went like probably would have had 49ers Chiefs last year. Had he not got his arm ripped out of place, maybe he would have had a back-to-back years. Who knows? But uh, uh, congratulations to San Francisco for making this to the Super Bowl. You got to give Brock Purdy his, his due, his credit. He did what he had to do in the second half. He played good. He played well. He didn't have a great game because you didn't have a great for half, but he did what he needed to do. They came back from a double-digit deficit back-to-back weeks, and they won. So give credit to credit. They go into Super Bowl 58. So there's nothing you can say about them. Like, if you or a San Francisco 49er hater, you don't like them, they're in your division as your favorite team, you, you can't talk shit about them. Sorry. If your team is not in the Super Bowl, you can't talk shit. If your team wasn't in the game last week, you know what? No, if your team lost last week, you can't talk shit. The only two teams that can talk shit right now, fan-wise, is the 49er fans and the Chiefs fans. All right? But uh, Detroit, I feel bad. I really do. I know how that feels. I know about heartbreaking, disappointment. Please, please trust me. We're here right now as a Chiefs fan. We are right here. Four Super Bowls in five years. Bro, there was Lynn Elliott. We had a quarterback named... Uh, what the fuck was his name? Oh, my God. What was his name? Not Steve DeBert. Uh, Steve Bono. Bonehead. We had Elvis Gerbach. And we had Rich Gannon backing him up. And then when it, Gerbach went down, Gannon came in. Gerbach got healthy. They put Gerbach back in instead of keeping Gannon in. Then Gannon goes to the Raiders and takes them to the Super Bowl. We're like, what the fuck? You know, we had the no punt game. I mean, fuck. We lost to fucking John Elway in the playoffs. When they call a holding call on an extra point. Like, who calls a holding call on a field goal? Like, really? Way back. I was in sixth grade when that shit happened. I didn't, I didn't go to the Lynn Elliott game, but I watched it on TV. It was it was terrible. Terrible. I went to the no-punt game. Shit. And they called Tony Gonzalez. They have two feet in when he did. They didn't have it to replay back then in the no-punt game. Otherwise, we would have got that call. What else is the, the big-ass lead giving up? By the Chiefs when Alex Smith was on the road. He was a quarterback at the time. We were playing the Colts. Andrew Luck. We were up like 30-something to like 10. And then they come back and win. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's when like he caught his own pass and scored. Like, heartbreak. I know about heartbreak. Please believe. I, I fucking know about it. You know, we were in the AFC Championship game against the Bills back in the 90s. And we lost because Joe Montana got knocked out the fucking game. What What else? We we had to go through Todd Haley and uh, just Scott Pioli GM era of Chiefs football. Oh, it was bad, bad, bad times, bad times. We had quarterbacks named Tyler Thickpin, Brody Croyle, Damon Hewitt. I mean, I enjoyed the Dick Vermeil era of football. You know, Patrick Green, because that that was that was the game. That was oh three was the year the no punt game against the Colts. But we had some bad football, man. I mean, shit, what was it? We lost to Tennessee in the playoffs when fucking uh, Marcus Mariota caught his own pass and scored. What the fuck is it with teams catching their own fucking pass against us? Lamar did it. Marcus Mariota fucking did it. 
in a playoff game. Who else? Fucking Andrew Luck did this shit. I'm like, the fuck is this shit about? God damn. I can't believe it. Don't. I, listen, if you've been a real cheese man, look look at this fucking. I, my parents have been season ticket holders since 1989. They've been going to games before that, but they became season ticket holders since 1989. You know what this fucking hat says? It says 30 fucking five years. You know how old I am? I'm 30 fucking eight years old. I've been going to Chiefs games most of my fucking, almost in my entire fucking life. I probably have. But season ticket holder. My parents have been, and then me and my wife took them over after my dad passed away. My mom's still living. She still goes. So, I'm fucking here. I've been rocking. I've been knowing about the bad times. It was good in the 90s, but then it got real rough after Dick Vermeil left. Real fucking. We had some fucking heartbreak. So Detroit Lions fans, I, I feel you. I know about heartbreak. I know about giving big leads up in playoff games. Trust me. Trust me. Don't get me started. And it feels, when it gets to this point, when the, like, this shit is surreal. Shit is surreal right now. I don't even, I don't know. It's fucking surreal. I'm just enjoying the fucking ride. I'm going to fucking enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it for all it is. I hope. Bro, we going to the Super Bowl. You know, 49er fans, congratulations. You're going to the Super Bowl again. It's going to be a good game, but uh, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to jump on the other side and talk about that Chiefs-Baltimore game. So, we'll be right back. Yo, we are back here on the AK Show. You know, I had to take a quick little break, how to get some water, how to use the bathroom. You know, just had to, had to, had to do it. Do a quick little, quick little stuff real quick before we get back here and continue the AK show. But uh, I hope everybody is enjoying this the video stuff so far. I, I like it. I like it. I'm gonna keep it the video stuff. Like I said, uh, the video part of the podcast is only available on Spotify. So if you're listening on another device, it's another streaming service, you know, Apple, Google. It's only audio. If you want to see the video part, it that will be on uh, Spotify only. I I mean I haven't really thought about uploading it to YouTube. Maybe I could. I might I might I might I might just then that way everybody can can see the uh, can can see the video, you know. But I'll, I'm gonna keep posting even if I do upload it to YouTube. It will still be posting through Spotify because I, I that's where I use. Podcasters, Spotify, that way I can keep track of numbers too. But maybe, maybe we just might upload this one to YouTube. You never know. I mean, you know, we yeah, let's do it. I'm up this, this episode today, episode two of the AK show, gonna be uploaded to YouTube. My normal YouTube channel, I mean, I have one, I have some like wrestling matches on there. It's not like the AK show podcast channel. I'm just going to keep it as my channel if I upload it to YouTube. But it will still be uploaded to Spotify, you know, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. I mean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart. I think it goes to iHeart. It goes, it goes to a bunch of different places. But if you're watching it on Spotify, you'll be able to see the video. If not, then it will just be the audio. But if you want to see the video, if you don't have, like, Spotify, you can. Uh, I'll have this episode up on uh, YouTube. I'll have it up. Friday, because I, w- I want to upload it first through the other streaming services, and then Friday I'll upload it to uh to my YouTube, and I'll share that link. But uh, let's continue this. I'm getting to that Chiefs 
Ravens AFC heavyweight championship fight. So, uh, listen here. I hadn't, like, really watched the Ravens all season long like that. So, I knew they are good. Like, I know Lamar Jackson's good. Like, I knew it was going to be a good game. It was going to be a tight game, close. I didn't expect it to be a blowout, even though it probably should have been. And the way I felt about the Bills game, I think I felt the same way. I wasn't, like, nervous. I was just, like, my anxiety was just, like, I need the game to get here so it can just happen already. That's how I was. I want... Like, when we played the Bills, like, I just wanted to beat them. I didn't care if we beat the shit out of them. I just wanted to beat them so everybody could shut the fuck up. And then we go to Baltimore. I just wanted to beat them. I didn't care if it was by one. Like, one point, two point, three point. I don't care. Like, when you get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter how you win. As long as you fucking win. You win two to nothing. Who cares? Especially in this game. You win this game, you go to the Super Bowl. Nobody gives a fuck if you win two to nothing. In the conference championship game. Because you go to the Super Bowl. And if you win the Super Bowl, two to nothing. Nobody cares because there's no games after that. So who can't, who gives a, who gives a damn? Who gives a fuck? You won. You champs. It, like, like it, it don't fucking matter. It don't fucking matter. Like, it, that, that type of stuff doesn't matter to me in the playoffs. So, like, but leading up to the game for the Baltimore, I was just like, I'm ready to get to Sunday. Like, I, I'm, I'm so happy the game was... The, the early game and not the late game because my fuck anxiety would have been through the roof waiting all fucking day for that game. I would have had to wait for the 49ers and Lions game to be over and then watch. Oh, no. I hate that. Just like the Bills game. Oh, my God. That being the late game on Sunday, I was like, bro, I taking too long. Taking too long. But, uh, I mean, I wasn't, like, nervous. I was just wanting the game to start. I just wanted it to get played. Like, there was some... I wouldn't say I wasn't completely not nervous. I was a little, but I wasn't, like, worried. Like, I know the Chiefs can go out there and handle business and win this game. And I felt... I probably felt that way because of our defense. And the way our offense has been playing the last... Since the Bengals game. The Dolphins playoff game. The Bills playoff game. And I was like, okay, I feel good. I feel good. Little nerves about the run game. I think if anything, that was mostly the nerves was like the run game. But I had told my wife all week. I was like, "Listen, if if the Baltimore Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs, make them pass the ball. You ain't going to be running. You ain't going to be running. Put him in a situation where you he has to pass the ball to win the game. And and that's what the Chiefs did. And I get like the Ravens winning right from the run game. But uh, here's my whole thing on it, right? Here's my whole thing. I've heard people say it. I I don't know if other people believe it, but you you Patrick Mahomes may not be playing defense, but you know as the offense, as a quarterback on the other side, that you have to put up points. You have to outdo him. And I think it's like that mystique knowing that like yeah, they can get up any time. They get, they get. It's Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, and they've been showing in the last two playoff games before this one that okay, the offense is clicking now because it wasn't all year. But I never lost hope. I never lost faith. I, you can go check my social medias. 
I'll be like, we'll be fine. We'll get it fixed. We'll figure it out. We did figure it out. We simplified it. You get the ball to Rice, Pacheco, and Kelsey, and then sprinkle everybody else in there. And they kept it simple. They didn't go with all the different packages, like get the play call in, call it. Get the play call in sooner. Get more time to line scrimmage. Get lined up. Make sure everybody's set. Read the defense, and let's get it going. You know, they just simplify it. Sometimes in football, it ain't got to be complicated. We don't have to make it complex. Just do what you do best. Let's just simplify it a little bit. We're going with these guys. We'll sprinkle other people in. You're going to you're gonna have to make a few plays here and there, but we're not asking you to do a whole lot because we're relying on these you know, Rice, Pacheco, and Kelsey. These three individuals. Mahomes is going to make some plays with his legs, but we need you guys to, boom, here, here, and there. We're not asking you to do a lot. You don't, we're not asking you to catch, or, you know, need like four to five catches a game, maybe like one or two big time catches, right? So, like, I feel like they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. And they did. They figured it out in the Bengals game. They figured out, hey, we'll run the ball, pass the ball to Rice and Kelsey. Get the ball to Pacheco in the run game. Even getting him in the pass game. And then sprinkle everybody else in, right? And they figured out in the Bengals game. They got the division. They got to rest Kelsey, which I think was a big help. Boys been on a fucking beast mode. Travis Kelsey been beast moding. <laughs> Since the playoffs started. Dolphins, beast mode. I know he had a couple drops. Uh, fucking Bills game, beast mode. Fucking Baltimore Ravens beast fucking mode. He's been beast mode. He's been on one since the playoffs have started. And I fucking love every bit of it. But uh yeah, just going in the Ravens game, I was just, just little, I was just worried about the run. I was like, Yeah, we're gonna have to stop that. But I was like, we just have to make Lamar pass the ball to beat us. And you just got to give credit to Steve Spagnuolo in the defense. They came, and they put a whole bunch of pressure on Lamar. And I don't think he's the same runner as he once was because when he broke that one run, I thought he was gone. I was like, oh, well, he gone. Now, if that was like two years of Lamar, hell, he would have been gone. I don't know if he's like lost a step, maybe because of injury or maybe bulking up so he can stay healthier because he is a quarterback and adding a little bit of weight maybe slowed him down. But – when he didn't make it, I was like, okay, okay. We got him, hold him right there. And, you know, Baltimore ran the ball six times. But, like like I said, I think it's that mystique of Mahomes. Like, you know he's on the other side. You know if you don't go down and score and put up points and keep pressure on them, if he goes down and scores points and gets ahead, and then it's like, oh, now we're playing catch-up. And, like, you can even, like, here's the whole thing. Like, the Bills ran all over the Chiefs, right? They didn't win the game. Why? They didn't stop the Chiefs from scoring. Like, the theory of keeping Mahomes on the sideline is a good theory in principle, right? But this is what has to happen for it to work. You have to run the ball, control the clock. You also have to put the ball in the end zone. Field goals do nothing. And you still have to stop him from scoring touchdowns, which the Buffalo Bills didn't do. And I'm pretty sure the Ravens saw that and be like, yeah, they they got ran over. But still won the game. Because why? Because they couldn't stop Mahomes. And what did do what did the offense do? The Chiefs offense do the first two possessions? 
go right down, score two touchdowns. Kelsey was on fire. Boom. Pacheco, boom. Right? And then they get a field goal. Really, this game should have been put away in the third quarter. But uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But that right there, those first two drives, I think put pressure. I think they got them out of the game plan. They are like, oh, fuck. This is Mahomes. He's going down. I'm just scoring this with this ease against the number one Ravens defense. That what everybody said was the number one defense in the league. Just basically, Ravens won, Chiefs were two. By every metric you look at, Ravens won, Chiefs were two defense, right? And Chiefs' first two possessions is go down and score. Boom, like that. Ten plays, eight plays, scores, like, damn. That that right there puts pressure on the on the on the offense of the Ravens. Because now they feel like, oh god damn, we gotta go down and score. Oh shit. They're already they're already doing this. We we and you run the ball because you saw the week before Buffalo ran the ball. They didn't win the game. They didn't win the game. They ran, they ran, but you still got, they didn't stop the other they didn't stop the Chiefs offense. Yeah, that like I said, that works in theory if you stop the other team and you score touchdowns. Because doing that and scoring field goals don't work. So, I mean, they the Baltimore, they go down and score. Baltimore gets that. It was like a broken play because Lamar was buying time in the pocket, going back, going back, and you had Bolton on Zay Flower. So I was like, boom. But <laughs> that end zone dance where they did swag and serve after they scored, Zay Flower scored, yeah. I think that was a bad idea. I don't understand why teams do this. Why they just continue to poke the bear of the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't think they see that shit, but they do. But like, yeah, we're going to swing and surf. We're going to mock you. Yeah. How did that work out for you? How did what Justin Tucker did work out for you? They use all that. How did what uh, Raquan Smith say that um, Mahomes puts his pants on just like anybody else? He ain't nothing special. I don't know. He didn't say he was anything special, but he said, "Yeah, he's league's good, but he puts his pants on just like I do, like anybody, like any old quarterback." Mahomes ain't any other quarterback. I don't think the Ravens respected the Chiefs, and them being underdogs added another layer of motivation. And and, and earlier in the week, they're saying like, "Oh, that Rokon Smith comment that that was nothing. That's not motivation." Yes, it was, because if you go watch uh, Donovan Smith's Instagram live. <laughs> And Roquan Smith is on the TV, uh, doing talk, doing his press conference after the game, and she's in the locker room celebrating. Donovan Smith's on IG live. He's pointing to the TV. He's like, "Look, he cried. He cried. He's sad. Talking all that stuff." Oh, they took that as disrespect when he said Mahomes ain't. He just puts on his pants like everybody else do. Mahomes ain't every other quarterback. Listen, Mahomes is here. In a, in a tier by himself, as current quarterbacks that are playing right here, it's Mahomes and then everybody else. Now, how you want to rank everybody else is how you want to rank everybody else. But it's Mahomes and then everybody else is in this tier. And then there's that first tier. There's this top-level tier, however you want to put it. He's at the top of the mountain. Let's say he's at the top. He's on his own planet, tier, whatever. Then you can have tier one, tier two, tier three. Everybody else is below. Mahomes is up here. He's, that's just what it is. That's just what it is, right? That's what it is. But uh, they took everything as a slight, just like they did in Buffalo. Oh, we can't win a road playoff game? Okay, we won. Oh, you can't beat Baltimore in Baltimore. We did. But like I said, like 
the Chiefs had a good game plan defensively. They they just put pressure on Lamar. They made him. They contained the lanes. They didn't let him out and get out and run. And I kept hearing people like in the media, like yes, a couple of days ago, saying that like, oh well, Lamar's got to take off as soon as if nothing's there, he just has to take off. How could he take off if they're in the containing mm-hmm. lanes? If they had a spire or things like that, like you can't just take off, right? Or am I looking at it wrong? Like, yeah, they should, probably should have tried to run the ball more. But would that have worked? If if they get down into like a position where it's third and long, you gotta make a Lamar pass. I mean, I I mean, yeah, they when they did run the ball, there was a couple of good runs they had, but also she's buckling down a little bit. I know Reed, Justin Reed had one there on stick, good ass hit on uh Edwards in one of the run game in one of the plays. And I, I just think the offense scoring quickly on the Chiefs took them out of their whole game plan. It made them play a different game, and that's what they got. That's exactly what they wanted. The, the defense and offense, the Chiefs were working in unison. But, hey, we go down here and do this as an offense. This gives our defense a chance to play this way. It makes Ravens' offense have to play this way in terms of uh, stop clicking. Goddamn, fucking battery. Right? You score down quickly. You go 14-7. Oh, pressure's on. You're down. No, we got to go out there and pass. We got to go out there and catch up, right? Now we're now we're down 17-7, right? And what happens in the second half of Chiefs games all season long? They don't give up more than seven points. All season. I don't give a fuck who they playing. And it did in the Buffalo game, did in the Dolphins game, did in the Bengals game, did in the Chargers game. What the fucking backup's in? Did it all season long where the defense doesn't give up more than seven points in the second half. What happened? What happened? Yeah. You know the rest. The defense out here balling, right? The defense was out here balling. But uh, let's get back to those those plays, right? Because I, when I was talking about the 49ers and Lions game, I was saying that there was there's always, you know, four to six plays, right? That uh, determine the game, right? Which team are going to make, right? Now, if it's even, now I could go anyway. But you want your team to make those plays. Let's see. I got to think back. There's the... uh... Well, hold on. Let's just go back to the beginning. Before the game even started. During warm-ups, right? I saw the video on Twitter. And I saw, like, Kelsey throwing the helmet and throwing the tee and throwing the footballs out of the way. I was like, what is this dude doing? And then I saw another video of Mahomes warming up and, like, the kicking tee is right there with Justin Tucker, the Baltimore Ravens kicker. And at first I was like, that looks serious. And then, like, James Palmer was tweeting, like, yeah, if anybody thought this was playful, it wasn't. Mahomes and Kelsey was not having any of that. Any of that. Now, I get it's the Baltimore's Ravens stadium. It's their home field, right? And each team is designated a side to go warm up on, right? And, like, kickers and punters, you know, they'll use all the field, especially for them, they want to test the wind going both ways. So they'll just find a spot to be out of the way to where they can test kick and field goals and things like that, right? And and this is, like, before, like, Mahomes wasn't even in pads yet. So kickers can get out there early and test all that. Right, and then when more players start coming out and warming up, maybe they can kind of stay down their own end. 
where they're supposed to be. He was right on the goal line. I saw somebody on Twitter say, like, why are you kicking from the goal line? Like, you're never going to kick there from a game. Because if you did, the snapper would be snapping the ball from the end zone to the goal line. So he was just doing that to I, – I get it. He was trying to play mental games. It didn't work. Mahomes said, fuck. He told he told Justin Tucker to move it. Justin Tucker did this. Like, here, here's my microphone, right? Says says, right, right going down here, right? He said, oh, I'll move my helmet. He moved it like this. He moved it an inch. And, my, and then Kelsey's like, nah, get the shit out of here. Kelsey has been on one since the playoffs, and I love everything about it. That See, right there, you lost the game mentally. You tried to bully the Chiefs. You tried to beat the big, bad, bully Ravens. He got bullied. You got shut down. You were the bully. You got shut down by the hero. I guess, well, in this case, we're the villains. But, you know, you, you got shut down by a bigger, bad villain. You thought you were the big, bad villain. But you got shut the fuck down. You tried to play mind games. It didn't work. You tried to fight before the game. It didn't work. You tried to get dirty. And who? Let me go. Like, you fell into the trap. And the guy headbutted Kelsey. Had he not headbutted Kelsey in that moment, he would have got the penalty. They got that penalty. And then they got another one. This is how we get the field goal before halftime. There's no way anybody could complain about the dude that clotheslined Mahomes in the face with his fist. He literally punched him, clotheslined him. Like, if you're going to complain, oh, that was a terrible call, you're dumb and stupid. You're just dumb and stupid. I'm just going to say, like, you don't know what you're talking about. To me, you know, that was the equivalent of that that clothesline of Mahomes' helmet. Like, he wasn't even going, trying to swipe at the ball. He just said, fuck your motherfucking face. Right? You know, I, I, I equal that to, like, somebody going up for a layup. And somebody just coming up and smacking the shit out of their head. And not even going on for the ball. To me, that was like a flagrant two. That's that's like an injection in the NBA. That's what the, that equivalent was to that. Like, he didn't even go for the ball. He just hit him in the face. And then people were going to play. Well, the refs are on the Chiefs side. Get the fuck out of here. What about the tripping call on Jones that was no call? Right? What about hold, multiple holds I saw again, on Jones against Jones? I mean, them holding Jones. Holding Bolton. Trying to get through the line. Like, yeah, it goes both ways. Like, we, we can be honest. Like, the refs are terrible both ways. Now, they're not the best. They're not that great. But it is what it is. Sometimes you get calls, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's just egregious that, like, how are you not going to call that? Right? Like, you saw it happen. He got clothes on. What are you complaining about? If that happened to Lamar, you wouldn't be complaining. If they call that, would be like, yeah, I don't, he hit him in the face. I don't know why the fuck he hit him in the face. And then there was that other one where... They th- not the interception one. There's another one. I think it was on Isaiah Likely. They wanted a pass interference. But I get you wanted a pass interference, but by the time that happened, Lamar already threw the ball away. He threw the ball 10 yards to the sideline out of bounds. So how are you going to call pass interference if you threw the ball out of bounds? That's what I'm saying. You know, but there's it, it, things like that. Like saying the refs are for the Chiefs, bro. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because I see lots of penalties that don't get fucking called for the Chiefs way, right? Did, you, did y'all not see the the Green Bay game? The dude just shoved down MVS? Exactly. But uh, 
once we got up 17 to 7, that pressure was on the Ravens. And Lamar, and he's like, I got to go out. I, here's the thing. He had a, he had a, he felt like he had to go out and prove himself as a passer. And maybe they did have a game, a game plan to run. I don't know what their game plan was. I don't. And nobody does. You can say, well, well they came out with that game, and maybe it changed. Maybe it changed once the Chiefs went up 14-7. And it changed when they went up 17-7. Like, damn, fuck. And if they come back, and, she, and they knew that she's got the ball, and the Ravens changed their game plan defensively to put more pressure on Mahomes and be like, yeah, we're not stopping you from scoring. But at the same time, I felt like the Chiefs got conservative, way conservative in the second half. I felt like they, they should put that game away in the third quarter. I feel like they could have easily had two more touchdowns and just put the game out of reach. But they didn't. I, I feel like they just played ultra conservative because I feel like they just didn't want to turn the ball over. And like, like if the Chiefs don't turn the ball over, they win. They win. Like, Mahomes doesn't have to play hero ball right now because he's got a great defense. This is the first time he's had a top five defense. Top. Motherfuckers top two. They top two. And in the Super Bowl, they're they, they going to be the best defense. Let's get that right. In this Super Bowl right now between the 49ers and the Chiefs, the Chiefs got the better defense. Let's be honest. All right? If you want to say they have the better secondary, I, but I no, we're going to win the best defense, right? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Mahomes don't have to play hero ball no more. So I, th- I feel like they just got ultra conservative with play calling in the second half. I don't think it's anything that the Ravens did. We did get a touchdown called back. That would have made 24-7 on a somewhat questionable holding call because on a screen pass, you kind of get them and then you throw them by and then you get out. And now I saw on Twitter, I've seen ex-offensive linemen talking about it like that. Like that's questionable. Like if they've been doing it that way all season, why are you just now calling it? If you If they've been doing that the first time during the season – the beginning of the season, you should have called it then. Don't call it now in that situation. So that did take a touchdown off the board, but I think they were like trying to run the ball. The Ravens were stuffing it. They were throwing like short little screens. I think they were just hoping you know, break, a, break a big run, you get in the field range, you score some points. I don't think they were trying to push the ball downfield. And I think they were playing ultra conservative. And I don't think it's anything that the Ravens did defensively. I just think they were the the play calls were conservative. They were being conservative. They weren't really trying to push the ball anywhere downfield. They weren't doing anything. And yes, you gotta give credit to the Ravens for stopping what they were doing, but I don't think the Chiefs were trying to do anything major and be like, let's push the ball. Let's let's go out and just end this game. So uh we got that, right? So like I said, and now I've gone back and over that from the kicker pissing them off and I felt like the Ravens were playing dirty. I think they were getting pushed around. And they didn't like it. And they, they didn't respond. They responded, but they responded in the wrong way. And somebody, who was it? I don't know who made this point, but it was like Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. Where Mike Tyson was getting frustrated and bit off, uh, uh, bit off a piece of Evander Holyfield's ear. That's what they made the, the reference like of the Ravens doing all this dirty stuff and getting all these these personal fouls. Now, like I said, there's those plays. I think if we get to the second half, right, there's those plays. I don't think there was a lot of them. 
there are probably four. Four. I have to go through it. So we get it. Ravens are moving the ball. It's 17-7. They're moving the ball. Zay Flyers gets a big run. He gets the bat. He gets the pass play deep. Another pass play deep. Lamar finds him. Broke coverage. Snead was running with the inside receiver staying, staying outside there. Because if he if Snead stays there, that pass is not getting completed. Because first of all, he's not throwing it. He don't throw it to him because he was wide the fuck open. He catches it, he gets down, right? Flowers gets up. He pushes Snead off. Like he's trying to push him. Like he gets to his knee, he pushes him down. And I get why he did that, because Snead was still holding on to his leg. That wasn't where he got the penalty. It wasn't even him standing over him that got the penalty, the taunting penalty. It's when he threw the ball on him. He's like, pushes him. He stands up over him, looks at him, and then spins the ball towards him. That's where he got the penalty. It wasn't for the push. It wasn't for standing. People, get your fucking look at it again. They threw it. Even the the official, that every crew... Every time there's a game, there's always an official that they have that they can talk to and be like, hey, why did they get this penalty or explain it to him? It wasn't for the push. It wasn't for standing over. It was because he threw the ball at him. And that will always be a penalty. If you throw the ball at somebody, it will always be a fucking penalty. Because that, that's that's that, that's the taunting. It wasn't the standing over him. Like If he just like stood over him like, yeah, like that, and the ball he didn't throw the ball down at him, or if he didn't never have the it's like after he pushed him off and the ball was out of his hands, he stood over and taunted him like that, they wouldn't have called it. They called it because he threw the ball at him. He spun the ball at him. That's why they called it. Not because he stood over him. Get it right. And then they want to say when Kelsey got his touchdown that he stood over uh didn't he have Marlon Humphrey guarding him on that or somebody else? That he stood over him. And say, like, he stood over him, but then he turned around and spiked the ball. Away from him. That's why he got no taunting penalty. You don't get a taunting penalty for staying over a guy. Or something like that. You get it at throwing the ball at them. I've seen it. I've seen it. I remember. Oh, I don't know who it was. Someone on the cheese. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I remember they got a penalty for throwing the ball at somebody. I think it was Clyde. Because he was like, he scored. And then after he got in his, he threw the ball. I was like, yeah, you get you getting 15 yards for that, my guy. I think it was, maybe it was last season. I remember that. Like, you throw the ball at the, your opponent like that, you are getting flagged. End of story. And then there was another penalty on Mahomes. Clowney got the fucking penalty for roughing the passer. Because he went in right with his head towards Mahomes. I'm like, really? Like, if you, he went with them and then pushed it. Like, if he would have just, like, pushed him, but he didn't do that. And then people say, oh, yeah, I want no penalty. Fucking took his head and headbutted him. Like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, what are we doing here? And then I just saw a picture that yesterday where apparently Pachado got kicked. And I was like, what the fuck did that happen? Now I want to go back and watch the game. Like, the Ravens were just playing dirty. I, this is fucking a minute. Like, they were getting bullied and they didn't like it and they didn't respond well. But uh, back to that pass play, the taunting penalty. Right, he gets it. He threw the ball at him. That's why you got it. That's the only reason you got it. Had you not thrown the ball at him, you would have got the taunting penalty. Backs him up 15 yards. He still got the first down. I don't know if it was that play or the net. Two blade. I don't know if it was the next play or the play after that. Karma comes back, right, around quickly. Zay Flyers catches it on a uh, crossing pattern. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, he about to score. This is about to make this game uh, 
Well, this is probably going to make it 17-14. It would have made it 17-14 right here. Woo, Sneed. You caught the pass on Sneed. You did the taunting penalty on Sneed, right? You get you, you, you taunting him, right? Sneed, the best DB in the league. He's only allowed one touchdown, right? One? One? He gave up one in the Buffalo game. Yeah, to Shakir. One touchdown all season long in the playoff game, the division round. It's the first time he gave up a touchdown. Oh, Zay Flowers thing. Oh, he going to score. I'm like, oh, he dove out. Sneed, punch his ball out. That's one of those plays. That let me let me go back here in ESPN the box score and see. That's one of those plays. Big play right there. The other big play was the sack fumble. Omenyu knocked the ball out. We we got it. That that was two. But to me, this was probably the this was the game changing play right here that I think sealed the game for the Chiefs. Even though there was still plenty of time to be played and still a lot of football to play by. Yeah, because at this point it was the fourth. It was the fourth quarter, so this was the play. Like I said, there's four to six plays, but Chiefs already had a turnover. This was their second, but this one right here changes the whole complexity of the game. And it's in the fourth quarter. He dives out. Sneed punches out. McDuffie recovers in the end zone. It's our ball right here. We should just put this game away. Just go down and score a touchdown, so we don't have to do this. We would have went up. Uh, what was it? We were seventeen. We went up 24-7. We could have easily gone. We, we should have had like 30-something points. I'm going to be honest. This game should have been a blowout. It really should have. I just think the Chiefs got ultra-conservative because they didn't want to turn the ball over. They didn't want to risk it. They knew the defense was playing well. And and when they had to make a play, they did. Right? Am I right? And then they don't score. They punt. They get the ball back, right? Lamar throws it in triple coverage. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Throw it in triple coverage. Right? Interception. I'm like, oh, please just just go down and score it. Just score a fucking field goal. Like eventually, uh, they get it to, they get the ball back because you know he got a punt again, right? I'm tired of fucking punting. Like I, the game should have been put away in like the early fourth quarter. Like we should just put that game away and just been happy, but no. But eventually they get a field goal. It's like ten to seven, I mean seventeen to ten, right? And then uh, was it? Like I said, I said the Chiefs were playing conservative, but after they got that field goal, they kicked off. They're like, okay, there's like two thirty four left. I'm like, let's just put this game away. Two thirty four left. Mahomes, they get to it. And they, they get a. Uh, they get a first down. They get the first and five, right? And then there was a penalty. There was uh, too many men on the field, so it was five yards that makes the first and five. I get what Baltimore was trying to do, but Requan Smith went about it the wrong way and got a 15-yard, right? He went in there and was like, he was just trying to draw off offside so they can make it first and 10 instead of first and five. Like, if you were going to do that, you should have just been like, oh, accidentally touch him. He went in there and just straight bullied him, and that's what the rest were discussing. Like, yeah, you, that's a personal foul. That was unnecessary and uncalled for. So they, they get that penalty. They go. They run the ball. What do they get? They get first 10 up the middle. Negative one yard, right, for Pacheco. Baltimore calls a timeout. Pacheco two yards. Baltimore calls another timeout. About 219 left. 
like I said, I thought the Chiefs were playing ultra conservative all the second half. I felt like they could have gone downfield if they wanted to. But when it was time to make a play, and this was one of those plays, Chiefs put the game away, right? They put the game away. What they do? Mahomes said, I want the ball. I've seen, now I've seen the mic'd up footage. I've seen some of the footage of him saying, I want the ball. Give me the ball. What they do? They get the ball. Kelsey's covering. Bryce is covering. Here comes MVS. And I I had told, I was driving. Here, this is a funny story. Before we get to this, this will be the last thing. I'm almost done. Here's here's the funny thing. I was picking my kids up from youth group because they had it earlier that day to have it before the game started. I was picking up. I was driving. What the hell? I was driving. I see, I see a license plate, right? And in Kansas, if you've ever been to Kansas, license plates is always numbers and then three numbers, three letters, right? I don't give a fuck what the numbers said. I just saw the letters. You know what the letters said? MBS. I was like, MBS. I was like, damn, that's that's an omen. That's a sign, right? I get home. I get back, get home, tell my wife. I'm like, MBS is going to have a big catch today. I was like, he's going to have a big touchdown today, right? To me, this is just like a touchdown, whatever you want to call it. I know it's not a touchdown, but it's a big-ass play. I told him he's going to have a big touchdown today. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do something, right? And, and my kids, I knew, like, I saw MVS on. I was like, MVS, he's going to have a touchdown today, right? Yeah, he's going to have big. I told I told, I told my wife, I was like, he's going to have a big game today. He's going to have a big catch today, big touchdown, just a big touchdown. I don't know if one or two guys, he's going to have something big. We get to that play. Mahomes said he wants the ball. Now that I've heard the audio, the mic'd up parts of it, he wants the ball. Like I said, Kelsey's cover. He, Kelsey chips, gives some extra time, goes out in his route, cover. Rice is cutting across the middle, like crossing route. Three guys go with him. At least Marquez gets a good route. Mahomes said, oh, I don't want to lead him that way. Let me readjust him that way. Marquez turns, adjusts the ball, catches it falling down. I get up. Told you he was gonna have a big. I told you he was gonna have a big play today. I told you. I told my oldest daughter. I was like, remember on the license plate? I saw MVS on the license plate today. And she's like, yeah, you said something. About it. I'm telling you. I told her that in the Buffalo game. I was like, MVS gonna have a, have have a good. He's gonna have a catch that's gonna be important. In the Buffalo game. He had two big thirty yard catches. This game sealed the deal. Sealed the deal. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm almost done. I'll be up there. But yeah, I told him MVS was going to seal seal the deal, made a big catch. Made a big catch. Yeah. I'm telling you. And that's what we do. When the Chiefs had to make a play, when the offense had to make a play, I knew they could. Like I said, I think they were being ultra conservative in the second half. Yeah, the Baltimore's defense buckled down in the second half and like, yeah, we're not going to allow this. But if you go back and look at the first two drives – that they scored on the 14 points, and look at any of the drives in the second half, none of those drives were like the the first two touchdown possessions that they had. If they would have come out with like at least two of those drives like that and put up two more touchdowns, the game would have been sealed, done, sealed and delivered. Let's go. But when they had to make the play, they made a play. That's, that's what Mahomes does. 
and trust. And when you've been talking shit all fucking season about the wide receiver, about the Chiefs team, they're not good enough. This is down here. It's the worst team. You're wasting my home as a prime. I never, I never, I never went away. I was like, they're going to be fine. They'll fix it. They'll figure it out. They'll get there. And what happens? We get our home playoff game. Okay, you say it's Dolphins. You say they're banged up on defense. Okay. We go to Buffalo on the road. Right? We go to Buffalo. Oh, you say their defense is injured? What about their offense? Their offense was an injured. We held them to 24 points. We go to Baltimore. Right? We're banged up. Right? No Willie Gay. No Joe Tooney. We lose a Minahue halfway through the game. We got a banged up running back. Right? I know I know Rice is a little bit banged up. We have a lot of guys banged up, right? You're healthy. Baltimore is healthy. What do we do? Win the Baltimore one. Right? Underdogs. We're underdogs in all of those games. We're underdogs in all underdogs. Guess what? Went to Baltimore one. Held Lamar basically the seven points in the offense. I mean, yeah, they got the field goal at the end, but held him held him to seven points from like almost the entire game. Right? Couldn't do anything. Couldn't move the ball. Couldn't do anything because our defense is good. And Steve Spagnuolo, give that man his fucking flowers. I hope he never leaves Kansas City. I think he enjoys doing what he's doing as a defense coordinator. I hope he doesn't want to be a head coach because that I would just be sad. But uh, and now we're going to the Super Bowl. Last time I looked at it, we were two point underdogs. Why? This is why I don't get. But it is what it is. We're gonna come out. We're gonna play our game, and hopefully, we become back to back Super Bowl champions. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm gonna be very calm until about next Friday when my. Probably as the week goes along next week, my anxiety will rise and rise and rise until kickoff happens, and then it will drop back down as I'm watching the game, and then it will just fluctuate depending on how the game's going. But as we get before we get to kickoff, it will just be like, oh, oh my god, oh, this is game here. Can we do this? Like I'll be through the national anthem. I don't care about this fucking national anthem. I don't care about the man getting beautiful. Just get to the fucking kickoff. I don't care about these injuries. I just want the game to happen. That's how I'm gonna be. But yeah, it's gonna be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I don't expect it to be a blowout. I know, like, the 49ers defense has been giving up first-half points in both playoff games that they played against Green Bay and Detroit. But uh, two weeks, I, I expect it to be close. Listen, if, if the Chiefs get up that big, I I just don't see. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs had to leave the the uh, Lions had with our defense. No, you, if if the 49ers do that, they ain't winning. Like all the Chiefs have to do is just don't turn the ball over, play good good football, run the ball, give the ball to your playmakers. Defense is gonna step up and, and be the defense. They've been doing it all season long, especially in the second half. Like that's that's the thing. Like that that that's going to be the matchup. Like. They, the 49ers came back in both second halves of the Green Bay game and the Lions game. But she's defense doesn't give up more than seven points in the second half. So, it'll be interesting. If the Chiefs get up, I mean, if the Chiefs give up 
No, aside from like turning the ball over, like if they play smart, and don't turn the ball over, and still have the lead going in the second half, I, I don't see our defense wavering anytime soon because they've been playing like this all season. They're playing pissed the fuck off. And Sneed's balling out. Jones is balling out. Everybody, everybody on the fucking defense. You tranquil, my God. Keep that guy here until he retires. I hope we have his gay back for the Super Bowl. I hope he gets healthy. I know we won't have a mini who, but he deserves a ring just as much. If we win this, he deserves much credit. He deserves to be part of that for what he's done this season. So hopefully, I don't know. Do you think they bring in Frank Clark just to bring him in, just have a body? I don't, I don't know, but uh, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great matchup. Let's go, Chiefs. I'll give my Super Bowl prediction and score later on, but I just I just want the Chiefs to win. Right now, I don't know how to feel. I'm just kind of just savoring this moment until it gets there. But, hey, if you're a 49ers fan, you a Chiefs fan, talk your stuff. Talk your stuff. I'm excited. I, I'm really excited about this season. I want it more than anything because I, I did have a part-time job with the Chiefs this season on the game days, helping out with the pyro. Not like the fireworks, but helping, like, getting stuff set up and ready for player interests because there's carts with the pyro and it shoots out from the canisters out through the carts and smoke comes up because we used to have fire, but now we don't. And that's, I don't, something happened. It's another stadium had to get rid of fire, but the canisters blow up the smoke, press the buttons and the players come out. So I help get everything. I mean, there's like 25, 30 of us. And then there's people in charge that are in charge of the pyro, but we get the tanks set up, turn them on, turn them off, get the carts rolled down to the tunnel. So I've got to be a part of this Chiefs team this season. I've got to be on the field during entrances because after the entrances are done, we have to get the carts rolled up through the tunnel, get the big-ass other tunnel part. There's it's like a bunch of moving parts. If you've ever been to a Chiefs game and you've seen where the players come out of the tunnel and you see carts lined up, and it shoots up the pyro, the smoke. Just know if you've seen that, I was on part of that team. We were stagehands that helped move that equipment down before the game started and then move it after the playing interest is over. And we have to hustle like ass to make sure all that shit is off the field before kickoff. Otherwise, the team gets fined by the NFL. So I'm glad I got to be a part of that this season. And I'm hoping to be a part of the. Again, next season or maybe even another position with the Chiefs in the future. But it's just been ultra special to be a part of that. And, yeah, yeah, because if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, I'm able to purchase a ring, like a real ring. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for that because as a season ticket holder, they sent us like this big ring. It's made out of like other metals. It's not like diamonds, but I... From other people I heard that were stagehands last year, they're back this year, they said they were able to purchase a ring. Like, not the ones the players get, but like another smaller one, but it still has the real diamonds in them. So I'm so excited I get to be a part of this season because if we win the Super Bowl, I think this is going to be more satisfying than last year's when they say we couldn't win it because we lost Tyreek Hill. But if we win it this year, being a part of the team, being part of the organization, having a job with them, it's going to be so much special, especially the way that they said the offense was crap this year. Mahomes is having a down year. You got the best defense and you're wasting it. It would be so satisfying. 
if we win the Super Bowl. And I have an opportunity to get a ring. Like, that's fucking exciting. I would get that fucking thing and just put it in the fucking plaque and I would wear it. Oh, yes, I would wear it. Not out in public. Oh, God, no. I would wear it around the house. I would I would wear it, but I would have it in the case right up there. But, like, that's Super Bowl ring I got when I was part of the Chiefs organization. And I love the fucking Chiefs. I hope to continue to stay with the Chiefs for the rest of my career. Like, that would be dope. Like, that would be dope. Like, yes, I want to come back next year as a stagehand, but I would love to get in another position, too, like a full-time position. That would be that would be so that would be so cool. Like, you get to work for your hometown team that you grew up rooting for? Like, come on. It can't get no better than that. But I've been here long enough. I've wasted more than enough of your time. I know I said I was going to talk about the Rumble, but uh, we'll talk about... We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. I'll talk about the Rumble next week, next Wednesday's episode. And then I'll probably just do like a preview episode of the Super Bowl like on Friday or Saturday. So like a bonus episode. But uh, yeah, so next week we'll get into the Royal Rumble because I do want to. I very much enjoyed the Royal Rumble. I enjoyed both my Rumble matches. I enjoyed the Kevin Owens, Logan Paul match. Was there another match? Why am I drawing a blank? I am drawing a blank. Was there another match? My mind is all over the place. So I was watching the Rumble match. There was Kevin Owens. There was another match. Oh. No, I need to look this up. Hold, give me a minute, but yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into the Royal Rumble next week. And then, uh, like, Friday or Saturday, just do, like, Super Bowl preview, Super Bowl prediction, give my final score, things like that. But yeah, hold on. Let me just see. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Roman duh. The the uh the four way. Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre. No, not Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Roman Reigns. Yeah. So yeah, we had two two regular matches, a four way. We had a singles and then the two rumbles, the women's rumble and the, and the men's rumble. But I ain't very much. I was, I'm going to be honest. That's like the first paper we've got to watch in a while where I just sat through and watched it. I was like, oh, the rumble today? Yeah, I'm going to watch this. It's trying to take my mind off the Ravens game. And I was like, that kind of helped me. And I was like into it. I was like, yes. Like, I still watch wrestling. If you know me, I'm a wrestling referee on independence. So, like, I still, like, I don't watch as much wrestling as I probably should. But... I just don't have it's it's hard to watch stuff, so I only have limited time. But uh, I was like, I'm watching the Rumble, bro. I enjoyed every bit of that. It was great. But we'll get into that next week. So with that said, hope everybody enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you follow me on the socials. Look for me, aka the Ref or Adam Kennedy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, this episode will be uploaded on my YouTube page later this week. So with that said. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great upcoming weekend. Stay safe out there. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.